Hello and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia and thank you for joining me today. We are in week three of Loving God and Others, the Heart of True Faith. If you have not had a chance to purchase the Bible study, please go online to Preset Ministries. Today we will begin by reading Acts chapter 7 verses 54 through 60. Let's first open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you will continue to teach us how to love others. I pray that each of us would be yielded to your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your workbooks, um, we're going to begin on page 42. Um, otherwise, please open your Bibles again to Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60 is what we'll look at today. In the observation section, it says, Stephen, a righteous man in the early church, preached a powerful sermon to the Jewish leaders, showing that all through history, the Jewish people had rebelled against God. The sermon cost him his life. It says here also regarding the markings that we're going to circle every synonym, such as the witnesses in every pronoun, such as they, that refers to the religious leaders. We're going to also mark every reference to Stephen including pronouns with a capital S. Okay? So again, Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. It says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the quick, so circle they and they, and they began gnashing their teeth at him, so circle they and there, and mark him. Okay, of course, for Stephen. The next verse, But being full of the Holy Spirit, he... Stephen gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So, of course, Mark he and Mark Stephen. The next verse, And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So, Mark he and Mark I. The next verse, But they cried out, with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. So circle they, circle there, and mark him, of course, for Stephen. The next verse, when they had driven him out of the city, so mark they and him, they began stoning him. So again, circle they and mark him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. So circle the witnesses and circle there. The next verse, they went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So we're going to mark they, we're going to mark Stephen and mark he and also mark my for Stephen. The last verse, verse 60, then falling on his knees, so of course mark his, he cried out with a loud voice, so mark he, Lord, do not hold this sin against them, circle them, having said this, he fell asleep, and of course mark he, okay, I'm going to reread the passage, passage without interruption, so again, if you missed any markings, um, you can go ahead and do that now. It says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the quick, and they began gnashing their teeth at him. But being full of the Holy Spirit, he, Stephen, 
gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. They went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. Okay, so I'm going to... um, of course, share with you questions and my response um, as it relates to the passage. Also, um, there's an insight box that um, speaks speaks to the phrase fell asleep. It says here, fell asleep is a common New Testament euphemism for death. Again, fell asleep is a common New Testament euphemism for death. Okay. The first question says, How did the religious leaders respond to Stephen's message? Um, It says here they became furious with him. Um, It also talks about how, again, that as they listen, it says here, they heard this, meaning his sermon, they were cut to the quick and they began gnashing their teeth at him. So cutting to the quick Um, that means that the Jews and the religious leaders listened to Stephen and they became angry. Okay. That is what that means. They became very angry and began to grind their teeth at him. Okay. Also, um, we read that Stephen looked towards heaven, um, and he conveyed what he saw, which was of course the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. However, they did not want to hear what he had to say, and they became more enraged, okay? And we saw that as we read verses 57, excuse me, 57 through 59, okay? It says, for example, here in 57, that they covered their their ears and they rushed him with one impulse. Um, It says in verse 58, when they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him, Um, The witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And 59 says they went on stoning him. Okay. So that is how they responded to his message. The next question. Look again at verse 60. Why are Stephen's words here extraordinary? What was happening as he spoke them? So verse 60 says... Then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep. So despite being stoned by a vicious mob, um, we see here that Stephen's attention was solely on Jesus. Even in the midst of dying a physical death, he cries out to the Lord to forgive them. This truly is extraordinary. Stephen's Um, Stephen was 100% yielded, of course, to the Holy Spirit. 
Um, so his prayer to the Lord that um, the Lord forgives them, this was an act of unconditional love and forgiveness towards his enemies. Okay? And as some of you may recall, uh, when Jesus was on the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And if you want to reference that, um, that is found um, in Luke 23, 34. Okay? That particular um, translation. Luke 23, 34. Okay? Moving on to the next question. Immediately after he called out to the Lord, what happened? Um, so again, we see in verse 59 that um, he calls out to the Lord to receive his spirit. Then he falls to his knees, crying out to the Lord for their forgiveness. And having said this, of course, he falls asleep, which means he, um, he dies. Okay. And also there is one more question and it says here, in what ways did Stephen's actions throughout this passage reveal both love for God and love for his neighbor? And as I mentioned before, um, his attention was not on the mob as far as retaliating. Um, his attention was on Jesus Christ. And also we saw in verse 55, it says, but being full of the Holy Spirit, he, Stephen, gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So um, he was um, not afraid, of course, to die. Um, he gave his life to share the gospel, to spread the, the good news. And he was full of the Holy Spirit, meaning um, his life was truly yielded um, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? And because of that, um, he had that love for his enemies that he truly could pray for them as we are called to do to pray for our enemies and um, he treated them certainly as his neighbor in doing so okay um, I'm going to continue looking at um, another verse about loving others also um, if you have your workbooks I'm on page 44 we're going to be looking at John 15 verse 17 and the observation section says let's look at a verse in which Jesus was speaking to the disciples about their relationship with one another and again we're looking at just one verse John 15 17 it says this I command you that you love one another and here they're asking us to simply um, mark the word love with a heart so again um, mark the word love okay and the question is here, just one question, whom did Jesus tell his disciples to love? And again, we um, are to do the same, which is um, he told them specifically to love one another. Okay. Um, I'm going to now share with you the wrap it up section for week three. It says, did you notice the order of the commandments? First, love God and then love people. We are called to be a light shining in the darkness, a people offering hope to a hopeless world. What in your life shows that you are in love with God? Going to church, giving money, friend, it is loving people. Loving people is tough. It is hard work. The lawyer understood the implications of the two commands. 
which is why he tried to get out of it, out of obeying. He may have been thinking, I just need to be careful what neighborhood I live in. But Jesus's answer shows that the real question is, am I behaving as a neighbor? It was not new information that the lawyer needed, but a new heart. It is only when we love God that man becomes lovable. Stephen, a man in love with God, a man filled with the Holy Spirit, a man with a new heart, prayed for the people who were killing him. Now that is love. Love is also about meeting needs. How do we show the world the love of God? By meeting the needs of people around us. Are you meeting needs? meeting needs in the lives of the people God brings into your life? Are you loving God by loving your neighbor? Ask God to show you how to meet the needs of your family, your co-workers, even your neighbors. Then go out there and love your neighbor as yourself. Wow, this has been a powerful week of scripture and these words of wisdom here as well. So again, we have much to think about, much to pray about. So again, I do hope that this lesson was a blessing to you. Um, I encourage you to, again, spend some time in prayer, meditating on today's passages. And as always, if you have a comment, please feel free to email me at anencourageheart at gmail.com or leave a comment on my YouTube channel. Take care, and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.